0: That i would I would probably get in the way of his master plan, so this slide, thanks for nothing and i I kind of want to put little teasers on the message board out there. People drive by and go, "What in the world is going on at Golden Beach Church? Are they angry what is what is this Thanks for nothing?" Uh, you know, I try to find a picture, usually a background slide that goes something with a message, and I can't think of a better image for for a lot of us than being outdoors when we want to feel relaxed or just enjoy. Uh, my concern for this guy, if he takes one step forward or backward, he's in the water. But, um, and he has, apparently has no optimism. He doesn't have his bucket or line to catch his fish on, you know I mean, the, the stringer. But, but what, a, what a peaceful image that is. Just enjoying what we have here. Um, so thanks for nothing. What does that mean? Well, during this time of year in particular, we seem to jump quickly to the next event. We jump to the next activity the next office party, the next community event, and even the next holiday. If you were to ask Walmart, Christmas starts in September, right? I mean, it's concurrent with Halloween. And I'm told the Hobby Lobby had pre-lit trees on display in August this year. You know, Thanksgiving ended just a few days ago, and we are already tied up in Christmas. This Thanksgiving holiday, much like this fall season around here, just really didn't get its full turn. Didn't last long. So I intentionally didn't offer a Thanksgiving message the last time we gathered here i saved it until today because this concept of giving thanks almost slips under the radar and through the cracks as we eat some turkey, watch some football, and press on towards Christmas. I find myself guilty of this too. As my family gathered around the tables for meals, I heard and I participated in more conversations about the weather, about the Chiefs, shopping plans, and wish lists than I did about what we were truly thankful for. Although my niece did do a cute little prayer where she thanked God for Patrick Mahomes, and we did. <laughs> I'm not saying we didn't give thanks to God as we prayed before each meal, because we did. And I'm not saying that I didn't have a little more focus than normal on my thankfulness when I laid down to sleep Thursday night. But I'm really living a life of gratitude. Am I conducting every part of my life with an attitude of gratitude? It was last year that I gave a message in this very room that I titled grateful. How have I done with that message? If you're like me, you could use a refresher. Not just a refresher about why we should be thankful, but also a little deeper look at what we should be thankful for. You know, I challenged myself this past week, and I'd like to do the same with you this morning. Let's make a genuine effort towards Thanksgiving. Not the holiday Thanksgiving, but the attitude Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Advent begins next Sunday, the Christmas season of the church. We will be decorating this beautiful building next Saturday for the Christmas holiday. The birth of our Savior is coming, and rightfully so, we should be excited. But let's take the next 10 to 12 minutes and then the next six days to focus on having a grateful heart. Thanks for nothing. That's why I tell the message. And you know me. I'm not saying that the an attitude. I mean, my kids say it all the time thanks for nothing. That's not what I'm saying. And you know that I'm not telling you that we shouldn't be thankful for everything because we should. So when I say let's be thankful for nothing, I'm telling you that there are some things that aren't happening in our lives that won't happen or didn't happen. And there are blessings in these unspoken, unanswered, and unasked prayers. You see, although we should be thankful for everything and give thanks in all situations, I believe we can categorize our gratitude prayers in a couple different ways. You know, first there's this easy, obvious stuff. These are almost a reflex when we pray. We're thankful for the food we eat and the hands that prepare it, rightfully so. We're thankful for the good news we just heard, rightfully so. And don't misunderstand me. It is very important that we are thankful for these things. But if we're being honest with ourselves, we didn't have to give it too much thought to come up this list of things we appreciate. You know, sometimes we go a little deeper. And our thankfulness is beyond this easy, obvious stuff. You know, we include these, we call these counted blessings. You know, these are the things that we generally take for granted, like our health, financial means, uh, making a living, our skills and abilities, and the beauty of creation itself. Again, don't misunderstand me. These are, of course, things that we should be grateful for. And as Christians, we tend to do a little better job of being mindful of these things. Because we know that all good things come from God. And he is the one who has provided them. And that is the core belief of our faith. But when we really dig deep for things that we should be and are thankful to God about, there's some really hard stuff to consider. These are those risky prayers, those unanswered prayers, and even the broken roads we travel. Although this message should be a reminder and refresher to be thankful for all things, never letting up on your prayers and the act of giving thanks to God uh, for all manner of things, I really want to focus on this last category of gratitude. In addition to being a commandment from God and being advised and uh, and shown by example through his son, Jesus Christ, and his faithful followers, there are some very important and valuable benefits that you may not have considered. I have a very good friend by the name of Sarah. We were co-workers for a short time, about 10 years ago. Uh, many of you may have heard me talk about her, or at least the situation. She was National Account Manager for Protection One, which is an alarm company. I was a regional operations manager out of Kansas City. And even though she worked in Dallas and I in Kansas City, we spoke regularly because our job had us doing that. Well, I had a district manager. He was about 5'6", infamous for his leadership style, which would be pretty cliche for being 5'6". Um, to the extent that most of the company was aware of this guy. And many others in the industry had likewise heard tale of this man. I actually went to a training in Wichita, uh, an industry training, and, and someone said, oh, you work for Jack. Oh, that's got to be tough. I'm like, wow, <laughs> that's the wrong way to be famous. But my friend Sarah knew him and knew what working for him was like, and she would tell me to pray for him. And I'd say, sure, I will. And she'd say, no, no, she'd say, do it now, out loud. Put the phone down, I want to hear this, and I'll wait for you. She's tough. (laughs) And she surely did make sure that I did it. And she said, make sure you give thanks to God for him. And that was tough. That wasn't natural. And I'll tell you, I did it begrudgingly, and I did it because she told me to do it, and she wasn't going to let go. Um, anyway uh, why would she do that you know she was definitely in tune with God's wishes for my life and all of our lives right she knew that this man needed forgiveness for the way he treated me and I was not about to give it you see it was actually the one thing that I could control in this relationship that I had with him he was my boss and therefore held a lot of influence if not direct control over my livelihood and my job security but I had also let him have an influence if not control over my attitude and my joy See, my friend Sarah knew that a good way to break this unholy hold that I had given him was to give thanks for him and ask God's blessing on him. And I can't tell you what that did for Jack. I don't know. He hasn't been a part of my life in years, but I can tell you what that did for me. It gave me freedom. And that was interesting. And, and Sarah has gone on to be one of my best friends and her husband, Jeff. And and I was friends with them for a year and a half before I even met them in person. I uh, drove down to Dallas one year and, and just wanted to see who this person was I was talking to. I get a lot of of wisdom from my friends Sarah and Jeff. But why am I sharing this message on Thanksgiving? Because I struggle with forgiveness, and it holds me back in several ways from getting the full blessing that God has in store for me. I share that this week because genuinely giving thanks breaks that hold. I'm confident there are similar stories in this very room. Perhaps you're still at a place where you need to pray for and give thanks for someone who has hurt you. Perhaps you're in the middle of that process now, struggling every day to muster the strength to follow this commandment. Perhaps you've ha- you found success already and overcome a hurt that you thought you would never let go of. And you can claim the scripture from Genesis says, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done. Giving thanks for those who wrong us or hurt us, that's tough. What about those risky prayers we talked about a few months ago? Do you remember some of them? God, help me grow in my faith. God, make me more like you. God, teach me patience. What made them risky is that by answering those prayers, we may have to go through some things to get us there, some uncomfortable times in order to grow in that way. Grow my faith. It's best done by stretching it, right? Being in a position or condition where we must rely on God. Those aren't fun. But the outcome of that is we grow in our faith, so we should be thankful for them. God, make me more like you. The character of Christ, it's compassion, it's honesty. It's being generous. One of the best ways to be compassionate is to be able to empathize with someone. The best way to empathize is to have a similar struggle. God, thank you for the tough times in my career, in my relationships, in my marriage, because it gave me a story of how you were faithful to me, and now I can share that. And that's why it's so important to share your story with someone. God, teach me patience. Trust me on this one. This prayer is the quickest way to find yourself in a slow-moving checkout line or in traffic. But he'll answer that risky prayer. And these prayers aren't bad. To the contrary, they're very good. And God delights when we, as his children, say, I want to get better. I want to do better. I want to be a faithful follower. The risk comes from our human nature, it inhibits us, either from learning the lesson, right, or from making the request in the first place. James 1 2 through 3, it's a great example about being thankful in these times. It says, it tells us to take joy. Take joy. Be thankful when we face trials of all kinds. Because times like that, we develop faith. And not just any faith, but the faith that has perseverance that gets us through things. Because you know what? This is, this life, it's a journey. We talked about this. Life is a journey. And this journey isn't about the journey itself. It's about what we learn along the way to get us ready for the destination, which is heaven. Because that's what God has destined for each and one of us. I can tell you for a fact that everything in my life that I considered good was made possible by a specific and well-timed series of events that I would never, ever have considered giving thanks for. If my then-wife wouldn't have had an affair, I would not have relied so heavily on my friends Mike and Sandy. If I hadn't lost my job, I would never visit a lake with them or this church. If they hadn't forgotten to pack their breakfast, they wouldn't have stopped in this church for donuts. You see? how Donuts save the world. Um, (laughs) You know, if I hadn't gone to the lake with them that August weekend that I really would rather have stayed at home, really, I remember how badly I did not want to go. I never would have met their sister, Sherry. Well, that turned out well, because we'll be married three three years next month. I promise you that along the way. I was praying against every single one of these things that God so divinely put together in a way that he used. What did that verse in Genesis say? You intended to harm me? But God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done. And I am confident that God isn't done with me yet. And God is not done with you either. Do you have a story like this? If you really thought about it, I'm sure you do. Give thanks to God for it. That's tough. That's tough. I don't want to give up the power that I feel that I have control, which is not real, by the way, to forgive someone for what she had done, what he had done, what they had done. They weren't the ones that led me to this wonderful thing. So, why should I forgive them? Because it's holding me back from really feeling the blessing that God took control of this and said, All of this stuff that's going on in your life, it's good and it's going to get better because I've got a better plan still for you. That's tough, especially in those moments to go, Thank you for this. You know, thank you for laying me out on my back while I'm sick or hurt or healing. It's hard to do that, but you might you follow it and say, you've got something in mind. There's something that can be done here. Let me learn that lesson. If you have a story like this, give thanks to God for it. Pray that extra deep prayer of gratitude for that seemingly ugly stuff that God is continuing to work into his blessings for you. If you're in a period right now where this ugly stuff seems to be happening around you, maybe a health issue or a financial concern or a strained relationship, I want to pray extra hard for you this morning and encourage you to press on. And if you're in a period that seems like a wilderness, you may be wondering where well, God is with everything that is happening, or maybe it feels like there's nothing happening. Is God seemingly absent right now? Then, friend, I'm excited for you. I have it on good authority that He's preparing a very good and deep work in your life. Most of the, the most prominent things He does in a person's life Come after this period that feels like a wilderness where you're just wandering and wandering. He's moving all those pieces around you. Okay? He is. Claim that promise. Be thankful for your good God and where, what he is about to do. I want you to know that wherever you are in your faith, your circumstances, if you're wrestling with forgiveness or anxiety, or maybe you never felt better in your life, I want you to know that you have a God that loves you and he cares about you. You have a church family that loves you and cares about you too. So rely on God. Lean on him. Give thanks to him. And if I, your church family, can ever do anything for you on this walk, please don't hesitate to ask. Friends, as you look forward to Christmas and all that means to you and your family, don't overlook Thanksgiving. Not the holiday, but the attitude. Be mindful of the blessings of all kinds, and it will change your life. Let's pray. Father God, it's not always easy to be thankful, but some things come easier than others. So we thank you for our health. We thank you for the sunshine. We thank you for this building and those who built it, this congregation, those who support it. God, we thank you for our means to have an income, whatever that may be. I thank you for the air in our lungs. But we're going to go deeper. Thank you, God. Thank you for the lessons you teach us as a loving father. Thank you for the wilderness seasons, the tough times that you use for good. Help us to learn those lessons. Help us to grow in our faith, to rely on you. God, sometimes these lessons come easy and sometimes they're hard. Sometimes they're fun and sometimes they're not so fun. So it's hard to be thankful But help us to have this attitude of gratitude that says, thank you, God, we trust in you. And if we're in a great place right now, and many of us are, thank you for that. Thank you for nothing. The nothing being no problems, no apparent issues right now, that we can just enjoy the life, the creation you created. Help us to use our talents, our abilities, our time, our finances, all wonderful gifts and blessings from you, to help others, and let us never miss an opportunity to share our story of the wonderfulness of the works you show, the ways you act in our life, the way you turn a bad situation into something that's good, and a good one into something that's better. God, I pray your blessing over everyone here this morning, those who are traveling, those who will be traveling later today. God, I pray for those who couldn't make it this morning because of travel, because of health, and other reasons. God bless them. Bless this church and the empty pews. Fill them with people hungry for your word. And let this church of people who love you, who are very welcoming and inviting, help us to bring people in and let them feel at home here. We give this whole service to you. Amen.